I think that was an act of terrorism, Brad. <laughs> really? That's the part of the that's the part of the movie where your connection's like really bad, and it's like you can destroy the government. <laughs> <laughs> And then you just, you just, you just, you just hear the FBI guy like, "We got you," like on the line. <laughs> yeah, you just got flagged. I just got flagged. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Super Agile Pros. This is your boy Bradston, and you already know who's with us, Kyle and Steve in the building, so it's going to be a good time. If you're just tuning in for the first time, uh, this is just a podcast about everything and nothing, and literally we just talk. So uh, just get just get ready for the ride. We talk about video games, we talk about movies, we talk about life, and we talk about a lot of different things. Um, but today... We're going to be doing something a little bit different. So the last few podcasts, we've been talking kind of more video games, but maybe we'll talk video games. Who knows? We'll see where the conversation goes. But I really wanted to uh, pose something toward the guys because I think about this a lot. Um, and, and they literally have no clue what I'm about to ask them. But uh, I want to hear from you guys, like, what do you guys think about, like, the whole thing that's been going on with, like, aliens and ufos and uaps and everything that's been happening in the news um and i just kind of want to see like what you guys think about it because personally um i've never really cared about that stuff like ever (laughs) you know but uh like with all the like news coming out and like the report that dropped you know and things like that like it's been on my mind so i guess just starting out like have you guys even been clued in on what's been happening with like aliens and all that stuff that's been going on, like in the news and stuff? Not particularly. Um, what I what little I do know is from like stuff you shared with us about, I guess, kind of the conspiracies that a lot of stuff has been happening for a long time, but it's all just been hidden. So that's pretty much all I know about it. Yeah. Uh, same. I don't really watch the news in general (laughs) and for whatever reason i guess the people that i follow and the people the the websites i read the websites that i read haven't really cared about any of the new information that came out so i haven't really and i haven't cared so i haven't followed up or checked into it myself (laughs) i mean in the really sense like it's it's hard to care if like okay like so like Maybe, like, we can't necessarily do this directly in this episode, but, like, I definitely want you guys to check out some of these videos that are coming out because they're super wild. And they're coming from, like, the Navy and the, you know, like, like actual verified footage. But, like, 100%, like, most of this stuff is, like, so crazy. Like, one of them is, like, this giant uh, pyramid. And mm-hmm. it's floating in over the ocean. Like, this is a Navy cruiser. And it's floating like in the air and it's kind of rotating ish and it's flashing. And there's like a whole bunch of other ones in the background. And this is like what? footage from a Navy vessel, son. Like this isn't like no. How recent? Like with it. Well, I think those ones maybe were recorded like a year ago. Like and it's oh, been declass- declassified, you know, and finally made it through. And this dude named, uh, I think his name is Jeremy Corbell. Work like he knows people and he got them on the low and he released them 
but they're like they're unclassified so this is not he didn't do anything illegal you know what i'm saying but like they don't just release them if they don't feel like it but he got access to it but anyways like there's like it's super crazy and then there's another one where it's like this weird orb like it looks like a ball and it's just moving across the ocean like over the water and then it goes through the water like what they call a transmedium vessel like it goes over the water and then it goes breaks through the waves and goes underwater but they checked the area and they didn't find any wreckage you know like oh, basically what you're talking about mm-hmm. so so they in in like the biggest one like with the most evidence with the most witnesses it's like this one where like this basically this tic-tac shaped ufo like was like hovering over the water and these like fighter jets like approached it and then it like started like looking at them and then like there was something under the water but the fighter jets couldn't see it they just could see like there was something under the water close enough to the water that it was like breaking causing waves to like kind of break on it um like causing white water and it was like flying super fast and then it like disappeared and then like it showed back again at what's called their like cat point or where all of the navy fighter pilots like where they were gonna meet because they were doing like routines so it's like it knew where they came from (laughs) but it got there way faster than them um so anyway like it's just a lot of crazy alien stuff so first of all (laughs) let me ask y'all the realest question do y'all think life exists like out there in the universe other than us i guess on this planet I think so in the in the broadest sense of the term, let me answer the easy question first. I think the answer is yes. Before I really get into things though, I just want to say that I generally don't think too much about these kinds of things because I don't know enough to have an uh a really educated opinion. And so for me, I feel like speculation isn't worth my time. Imagination is fun. And, you know, coming up with try, trying to solve problems just with no information is kind of fun. But I don't usually attribute any, uh, <clears throat> you know, any solid opinion. Like, yes, I stand by this. Uh, so given that, that's that's my disclaimer for this whole episode, I imagine. But, um, yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I think in the broadest sense of the term, life exists as far as something that grows and and has it propagates and it seeks out energy and so you know viruses bacteria at the very least whether i think that there's intelligent life out there um i think that's also very probable uh at least animals something of animal intelligence maybe something of human intelligence or more but i think even if it even if it has human intelligence it's not going to be like us it's not gonna necessarily be human okay what about yeah. you Kyle well I think that our flat earth is the only place that can sustain true, life true yeah this is flat earth there couldn't be any of the lives but not to be serious though I don't see why not I mean the universe is so vast and I th- just our perspective as a human race is is so narrow just even even with as much as we know like imagine if we didn't have what we have now as far as technology is concerned we wouldn't necessarily know people live on the other side of the earth 
maybe not even within a few miles of us because we can't see past streets. Like, like just thinking about, I guess, those, I guess, smaller distances between us and life makes me think that larger distances isn't that impractical. Okay. So, so like, it sounds like from y'all's perspective, it's like, there's a likelihood that there's some form of life. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's like human like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they have communities and talk and spend spaceships into the, you know, like that kind of thing. But it could be like, I don't know, squirrels, like a whole planet of squirrels <laughs> or just <laughs> microbes. Um, I mean, or the starship trooper bugs. <laughs> yeah, just just but like it could be anything or just gas monsters, you know, like in any form. I mean, Whatever like suitable for their environment. True. I mean, like, are we adapted? I guess if you, you know, believe in evolution or you know whatever you believe in, like, we exist in this form because we're the best suited for this planet, right? Like, for how our ecosystem and environment works, right? And you know, like, if if we were, if the whole planet was covered in water, and we somehow existed, we'd probably look completely different, right? Like, probably look like fish, you know, or whatever. Um, but like, obviously, we'd be murder people. I mean, honestly, dude, I think okay. I got a lot of conspiracy theories. So number one, I don't really necessarily <laughs> think that aliens exist or don't exist. Um, but it's really like, dude, I wish I, I we'll do a follow up on this conversation one day. But like, after you see these videos, like you have to kind of be like, bro, what is going on? Like at a minimum, you're just like, what in the world? Like if this is made by people, like. These people are like evil scientists. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they're like doing some stuff that like they don't want nobody to know about. Like, honestly, I think it's the cartels. If it's humans, I think it's the the, the drug cartels. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I can give. Well, I guess I'll tell you why because I might forget. Like, they've been showing, like, they've been a whole bunch of proof that drug cartels are like the people who've come up with a lot of like technologies for travel, like um, stealth level, like. Um, I know from a, a good source or something, or really just you could just search on the internet or government stuff that um, there are vessels like submarines that are made by cartels to transport transfer drugs to different countries that aren't detectable by standard um, like sonar technology. They Snap. basically have made coding so that they won't be detected. You know what I'm saying? Like, man. so necessity like, is making them super innovative, man crazy right like they need to get there from point a to point b without being detected you know like, <laughs> like the worst <laughs> motives are bringing about the coolest things <laughs> yeah and like that's how it always goes though true yeah true yeah that money, sad, money true. like money well you know? i was gonna say war but yeah even war. even with war it comes to money yeah yeah, yeah war money you know, trying to impose power on the people, you know, like, sadly, if you think about it, a lot of the, this, this is like a hard, like, pill to swallow, but a lot of, like, medical advancements came from, you know, the horrible times that happened in Germany during yeah. World War Two, you know, because they were pushing the envelope, quote unquote, but really, they were doing horrible things to people mm -hmm. to just learn stuff. And it came at a horrible cost, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like in some ways we're benefactors of it's like i don't want to get into slavery but united states of america is more started off pretty well because they had free labor you know what i'm saying mm-hmm 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, that's a tangent, but, um, okay. So, so I'm going to throw some scenarios, right. About like aliens and stuff like that. So like, first, what if there was another species on this planet that was on our level, but we're just unaware of. Oh, like the dolphins. Yeah. Like that could make technology. Like what would y'all like one day you just find out like, oh yeah, there's like another intelligent life on the planet. Would that mess with y'all's head or would it just be like, whatever, like, as long as they don't kill me, I'm good. So, so let me get this straight. <clears throat> You're asking, what would I do if I found out that an animal or a plant of some sort was secretly intelligent? Or you're asking me, what would I do if I found out of a new species, a new life form that's secret, that is intelligent? When you say, aren't those one and the same? Or, or like, you mean... No, like- no, no. I'm saying like... The difference between, oh, dolphins are actually really smart versus, oh, leprechauns are real. I guess there is a, maybe it's a type of dolphin that can make aerial ships. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or it could be leprechauns. But just some other type of being that's not human, that's on our level from, or maybe even above our level from intellectual. So not something revealing itself, but something that's newly discovered. To us, because it might know we're around. I mean, like, think about this. If you're like a intelligent race, you know, humans are super like aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Like we come to new countries and we find new animals that are dangerous and we kill them all. You know what I'm saying? Like we kill all of them. So like if you're an intelligent race and you like find out, oh, snap, like humans are a thing like you and you're not strong enough to maybe deal with them. Maybe you just hide, you know? Hmm. So I, you, you're not answering the question, but I think you're indirectly answering the question. You're asking, what would I do if we discovered something new? Not if we found out that something we knew about was actually, was secretly smart the whole time. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Um, I would be very interested in researching and, and watching the news unfold about how, what we learn about this species, especially since if they're on our level... We have, to, we have to potentially look into look, we have to look into things uh, in terms of uh, public relate not public relations but in terms of like relations between societies you know so there could be war there could be uh, a whole new change in our culture if if we're letting you know whatever mermaids become part of our human society like that that would be huge so that'd be interesting yeah what about you three hands i guess it would depend on how i was exposed to it like if it was something i saw on the news then yeah i'd probably be like oh that's yeah that's interesting and so i'd have a pretty pretty similar outlook you know i'd be like you know i'd be curious to see how far it goes or where it's going to lead to if there are more like whatever the creature is but like i guess the other side of it if i discovered it like personally myself like i walked outside and (laughs) this thing was just standing there and started talking or doing something, I guess, that seemed, like, really intelligent. I honestly wouldn't, I, I couldn't tell you. I'd probably just come back inside, like, if I was at home. <laughs> and be like, yeah, nope, not dealing with this today. And call somebody else, you know. But I, I don't know. That that just sounds wild to me. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, what if I'm the one who discovers it? Ooh. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty cool. If I discover it, I mean... I'm like one of the people in ghost movies who pretend like the ghost ain't in the house. Uh-uh. Right? Like, 
the ghost is over there shaking stuff and moving stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm, just doing my laundry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? like that, that, that doesn't exist, you know? Um, I mean, honestly, I think the issue is, like, that we have, like, when even discussing topics like this, like, first of all, like, nobody, like you said, Steve, like, nobody really knows the answer now. Or maybe there just really will never be an answer. Maybe, like, it really is, like, internet, interdimensional, like, there's creatures moving on the fifth dimension. We're only seeing, you know what I'm saying? Like we might just not be able to interact with them at all. But anyway, like I think the problem is like if there was another life, like think about how other animals deal with us, right? Mm -hmm. Like bears, if bears were like, like super aggressive, we'd probably kill them all. Right? Like I was reading an article that was talking about like, why are there not as many bear attacks as there could be because we you know people go on hikes and people are around and like maybe two or three people die a year from a bear attack but like if you're out there in the wilderness by yourself and like a bear rushes you you got nothing you you done and most people don't come you know prepared even if they should um and they're just saying like maybe it's because like the animals that have survived have realized like aggression isn't good against a superior race right like needless a, fighting yeah like avoidance is better you know like you know they're smart enough to understand who's superior like if you went, went out into the serengeti or whatever and you saw a lion like yeah you're a human and you can kill it but you know you're gonna be like ah uh-huh. i'm gonna let that lion do his thing you know what i'm saying uh-huh. i've been there yeah because there's still like a <laughs> amount of like risk I guess versus getting into any sort of altercation with, like, even if if it's something that you know you could defeat pretty easily, like even just to come out wounded, might not necessarily mm-hmm. be worth whatever the battle is, you know. Because because I've, I've heard that if you if you do encounter like a lion, there's no way you're gonna one v one a lion, but if you don't stand down to it, then it won't fight you, type of thing. But if you turn your back, well then it's like oh you know. You can't. It, it can see the white in your eyes. Like it, it follows prey, so it understands that part of the fight. But if you stand there and look at it, then that kind of messes it up. Because animals, even though they're intelligent, they're still wholly reactive mm. and instinct driven. So as long as you like counteract or contradict or you know go against whatever their expectations are, you can usually you know, beat them that way. I think. Uh, I think people also don't consider that a lot of animals are not violent animals or mm-hmm. they're not violent. Like they don't want to fight. You know, if a bear, I think this goes without saying most people know that bears will definitely fight you if they're younger around because they're trying to protect their young. Yeah. And they'll definitely fight you if they're trying to eat you. Although most bears don't eat humans. Uh, as far as I know, <laughs> um, like they don't consider us prey, but if you're a smaller animal, especially a fish and the bear is a real issue because the bear is preying on you. So other than those situations where an animal is being territorial or it's hunting, I feel like all, a lot of animals don't want to fight. You know, it isn't survival like survival driven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even animals that are trying to fight that are, you know, maybe two, uh, two lions that are fighting for dominance over the pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not necessarily going to fight to the death, 
they're going to get to some point where, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe not lions, but I know some animals will do this where they won't fight to the death. They'll just fight to the point where one is, has definitely lost. Yeah. And they both, they both understand and they concede defeat at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have developed this, not this, I don't know, this instinct or the habit or whatever to not go for the kills all the time because that damages the population or, I don't know. There's probably, there maybe there's some social aspects to that. You, you so mean, yeah, they they see something that's not prey, that's not a threat, and they're like, "Well, I'm not going to bother." Even if they're not cowed by us, they don't think we're superior. Maybe they do, but I'm I'm just saying, there's probably some animals that know they could take us, but are like, <laughs> "There's no point in taking us," so mm-hmm. they just walk away. No, that's an interesting thought. Like a few a few different things come into my mind, but first, what I think about is. Um, like I'm, I, there's a period of time where I was watching a lot of Steve Irwin stuff, you know, RIP Steve Irwin. Um, y'all know cool. Steve Irwin, right? Like, Who? Oh, for sure. <laughs> the OG. Are you, are you serious? Steve? No, I'm not serious. I'm so like, sorry. I'm, I'm like, all right, stop the podcast, you know, um, <laughs> just pause everything. But, but, uh, I was watching some old stuff and first of all, Steve Irwin, like that's a whole nother discussion, but he's a special being like he was created differently. Yeah, like, he would go different. There is some like I was like he's a once in a like a millennia type of person, you know. But um, he was he would like go to different places, you know. He's all about preservation and protecting, you know, animals. Um, and he went somewhere in I think Guyana, and there was like uh, a nature reserve, I guess you could say. Really, maybe reserve, not even the word, because it was just wilderness. <laughs> like nobody goes there. And, but they were trying to see if a particular animal was like extinct and it was like an alligator or existed. And so he went and the craziest thing he was describing is like, like, you know, if you go to like a a place uh, with crocodiles, like it's like really dangerous because you jump in the water, they're going to attack you. He -hmm. said that like in really uncontacted animal areas, like nature reserves, like animals literally have never interacted with humans. So they have no clue what to do. Like, they just look at you like, you good? (laughs) You know, like, like, I don't know. Like, they know we're bigger than them because we're, like, taller, you know, like, you know. Mm -hmm. But they're like, what what are you going to do? You know, and and he would be, like, going through a place and he'd encounter, like, an animal that's, like, poisonous or dangerous that, like, in our minds, like, yo, he's going to get ready to attack. It would literally just, like, slither up, like, what's up, homie? And then just keep moving because they haven't, like, learned to fear us yet, you know? And wow. and, to, and and I feel like that's kind of how we are as humans, like, when, we grow, when we're young, right? We haven't mm. grown to fear anything, but eventually life and movies and culture and our parents and the people around us exactly tell us how to interact with things that are foreign to us so i feel like if it's a new animal if it's a new aliens if it's a new person we all like deal with it in the way that like we've been taught and i feel like if aliens or anything else we would ever encounter that's unknown we would immediately go to how do movies deal with things how do tv shows you Uh know because that's like our only should yeah. I kill it before it kills me? Mm-hmm. Before it kills my family and my country. Yeah. <laughs> and my money. <laughs> and yeah. I say, well, I said that kind of jokingly, but I mean, that's the serious concern, right? My family. Especially. For sure. Yeah. And Brad's money. And my money. Yeah, because I mean, like, 
Yeah. Go ahead, three. Three X. I was going to say, in, in a lot of movies and stuff, they depict these like encounters as not worth the risk of finding out if, if whatever it is comes in peace. It's like mm. you, you kill it first so it doesn't, yeah, like Steve was saying, so it doesn't get to your family, so it doesn't become a bigger problem. And it's like, maybe it wasn't um, aggressive or going to harm you, but it's like, now you know it. it's not for sure. <laughs> now it's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, is that, I mean... It, like, just because something's superior doesn't mean that it has ill intent, right? Like, you see an ant on the ground. If it's just going about its business, do you go out of your way to kill it? Nah. I know some people do, but not me. And those people are... Like, if we if you talk to those people, you're kind of like, ah. <laughs> like, let me out. <laughs> ant killer, huh? <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely look down on them, just morally. From my high, from my high horse. <laughs> look at you on the but, ground. But, like, are you a danger to them just because they... You know, you exist. Not really. So why would we assume that anything, an interstellar aliens or super complex ocean people are a threat to us? Especially if they're like severely advanced. I mean, severely, um, significantly <laughs> advanced, you know? Yeah. Go, ahead, Go on. Go on. So I guess I would think, um, kind of how you were saying earlier about you know, the experiences like we also when we're growing up, compartmentalization is a huge part of like figuring out how to deal thing, deal with things quickly. And so mm-hmm. I think that that boils down to like if something new that's encountered fits in a, a certain criteria, like whatever it's closest to. So like if we encounter a new, small, cute thing, then we won't be so inclined to kill it. But if it's larger, maybe has, you know, a, a body or certain attributes that would make it seem like it'd be better suited to fight or, you know, then probably all those things in an instant before we even really, really realize that we've noticed that about whatever we're encountering probably triggers us to lean to one side or the other as far as whether or not to engage aggressively. Hmm. What were you, yeah, what were you about to say, shoot? You know, I totally forgot. <laughs> well, you should well, have first. Just like that, it was gone. You, you got to write it on a piece of paper. What? But um, you know, well, I, you know, I don't know though, because like think about okay, and imagine that you were in an experiment, and in the experiment, what they would do is they take you into a room with a sliding door, right? They close mm-hmm. the door behind you and lock it, and. On the sliding door, is it's opaque, so you can't see through it. But you know that there's something else on the other side of the door, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can hear it moving. Maybe you can hear it making noises. You know, like, so the first question is, like, we as humans, we're going to, you like you said, based on what we know, like, if we hear noises, like, you know, like, we might be like, oh, what is that? But if it's like, meow, you know, like, oh, it's a cat. Or if it doesn't mm-hmm. make noise, it's like, whatever. But the moment the door opens, we see a visual, Right. Mm-hmm. And we try to compare it to the thing that we saw last. What if it was just a blob on the <laughs> ground? Like, like, would you interpret that as, oh, this is going to hurt me? Is it a good thing? You know, like, I don't I feel like we have been so programmed by like video games and movies and TV uh-huh. that like everything is bad unless it is exclusively, like you said, cute and seemingly harmless. You know, mm-hmm. sure. 
Like, I mean, I definitely wouldn't touch the meowing blob. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but why not? Like, it's giving you. I mean, like, and that's the thing. Like, what if it was a cat? How how big? How big is the meowing blob? Okay, let's use a form that we know. Like, maybe it's. It looks like a cat, but it's making noises like a. I don't know, a bear. You know? That is a friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's got the voice of a huge bear and a little cat. I'm into it. (laughs) That's a problem. (laughs) Like, like me and Shailene were watching, uh, have y'all seen um, uh, the Signs? Have y'all seen Signs? Yes. That was a long time ago, though. Yeah, like, do you you know what that's about? The one with the crop circles? Yeah, yeah. And it's about basically like there's no spoilers in this it's like about aliens essentially but like uh, like i'm sorry um <laughs> like essentially like even the way like i i encourage y'all to go back and look at like what the aliens look like in the movie but it's like i don't know a scenario it's like i feel like as humans we will kill everything like it doesn't matter like mm-hmm. I can't think of a how. Okay, let me ask y'all: If there was an alien race, and say it was kind, how do you think it would need to contact the the world in order for us not to try to murder it? Think it's too late. <laughs> it would have to be the size and shape of a child. Ooh, but not, not a like, creepy child. No, 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 no. I'm not saying to look like a child, but I mean like the size and proportions. You know. Oh, I see. Yeah, not to emulate a child and be like, "Hello, daddy," because that that's <laughs> that would have the unintended effects, I think. But um, yeah, something that's non-threatening. So it just show up at the White House as a child, and it just be good. Like, I mean, it it'd probably be better than this tall, signs-looking gray man walking through the White House. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel confident that a human child could just show up at the White House and be unscathed. Yeah. Well, I do. I think the mer- the worst that's going to happen to a child is he's going to get, uh, you know, told us to, he's going to get guns pointed at him, and he's going to have uh, you know people checking him for bombs and stuff. Right. Right. Because what's what's the worst a child and a visually unarmed child can do? Well, no. I, I think that's definitely the lowest. Like scenario as far as aggression but that's still very traumatic to like like i think that's still a pretty serious way to handle a child not that i not that i think like it shouldn't be that thorough because of sure. things at stake but i still consider that to be pretty uh what's the word like it's that's it's still a, that's still a lot for you think that's a bad a bad first impression is what you're saying yeah yeah, just yeah. showing up like i like, guess i feel like an alien showing up Someone showing up in an alien world and going to like the seat of, of leadership and authority in, in mm-hmm. one of the bigger countries needs to expect some form of uh, caution. Yeah, pushback. You gotta but, get frisked. So how would you? How would you? Like how would you make your? Like you're you're coming from a pl- whole new planet, but you know enough about humans to make a smart decision. Like what would you do? Like to really engage with them? You like. You know, like, how would you show I mean, up? I mean, I, uh, I don't know if going to the leader is, right. unless you're trying to um, meld your societies, I don't see the value in going straight to the leader. 
Maybe you go straight to like a a neutral area, a public area, and then yeah. you know you expect an invite to the leader. <laughs> you just stand there. I'm waiting, Mister President. I don't know. If, your I don't know if I would come uh, un unannounced. Mm. I would. I would definitely broadcast. You know, basically do what Zod did, except not as threatening. Just broadcast on all channels, like, hey. I I hear representing maybe not all channels maybe to like a smaller group of people. Zod. I would broadcast. You know what Zod did in uh, Man of Steel? He like he's like hanging in his spaceship out in, just in the sky and he's broadcasting basically on all channels and oh. all languages, saying "Give us Superman or we'll destroy you." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I would do. Give us Superman. <laughs> Give us Superman. Like you. Like yes, <laughs> I would find. I would. I would figure out. They're pop culture superheroes, <laughs> and I would emulate a scene from one of their <laughs> such stories and pretend that I'm one of their villains. Yes, that's what I would do. Give me the Justice League. So that makes me think about, like, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. no continue. <laughs> so I was just thinking, you know, because you mentioned earlier if, if the alien knew about, you know, Earth. Or human culture, I guess enough enough to feel confident to come here. Then I feel like we'd have a similar scenario as like whenever they feed AIs and try to make them like mm-hmm. human compatible, and they immediately get corrupt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's keeping the aliens from just like seeing the absolute worst side of humanity? Oh, immediately like going like, oh, these humans are evil. Just destroy them. Or getting stuck watching like dramas and thinking that we're actually like that. Hmm. That's a good point. So do you think that it's impossible for another race or culture to understand humans without, if they're not human? Like, like for us, we understand that humans have good intent because we are humans and like have experienced that. So do you hmm. think, do you think that's like, Kyle, do you think it's impossible for them to actually get a good idea of like what we actually are as humans? I think it'll be super hard because even when we as humans encounter humans with vastly different cultures than ours, like when somebody speaks a different language that sounds like our language when it's aggressive, then we think that person is being aggressive. And so it's like we we have that disconnect already based off of because everything is still so based off of our experiences and stuff. So, yeah, I think to a degree. If it was all like knowledge based and database based to get an idea, then yeah, it'd be super hard to like pinpoint. Huh. That's really. I know one of the. uh, So I read a sci fi book about some people who were, you know, basically they got a team together and the government sent this small group of people out into space to try to figure out what had happened. And you realize the story starts like, what as the ship is about to launch and the main character is meeting the other crew members and stuff like that but then through flashbacks or maybe just through him narrating i forget but the situation basically was that all of a sudden people noticed like thousands of satellites in the sky around Mm -hmm. earth like in a grid and uh then they all just kind of ignited and fell apart (laughs) and uh People were like, okay, what was that? <laughs> and then, you know, the scientists were like, oh, well, before they exploded, they um, they transmitted a lot of data. 
So, so the government, so, you know, just everybody's like, okay, so basically these aliens, somebody from somewhere, uh, just took a picture of every square foot of our, of the surface of our planet and dipped out and didn't say anything to us. So we got to go, we got to go investigate that. Uh, to me, that would be a, I would think, I think that'd be a pretty bad impression to make on humans. <laughs> just, yeah. 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 Cause we would just assume like, why would we do that? Like we would always attach our intent to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to send a covert op to do something and he's going to take a suicide pill. Right. Because he's, he doesn't want us to have information about, you know, he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here, here's the scenario. Imagine you are transported like you just like something happens and you're transported onto and you are the alien yourself. Like you have all of the knowledge and experience that you have, but you're like right. transported onto some super advanced ship. Now you look completely different. You look alien and you have all this technology and you can like and you're at Mars and your ship can make it to Earth in a few days. Right. Because of your technology. Sorry. Um, and you're like. I need to come back to Earth, but they're going to perceive me as alien. I don't speak English. I speak in, you know, like whatever. But I need to communicate to them. And Mm. maybe you've forgotten English or something, but you understand people, whatever. Like, how would you, like, approach the planet without getting murdered, you know, or (laughs) being perceived as evil, you know? Say hi. If you're on Mars, take a picture send it to one of our satellites and just be in the picture waving and people will be like, Oh my God, aliens on Mars. And then they'll come to you on Mars. So you, you don't think that humans would perceive that as like, so this thing knows about us enough to send a picture to us. So that means it's been monitoring us and, Mm. and it's, you know, like, like how do you get past like, I think that's fine. Human thinking. I think that's part of like the, the human condition is to like jump to conclusions like that though. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really know if like that's the part you should try to win or if it's what comes next. I guess like once I almost always assume that it's gonna gravitate towards the negative. I think that a human who got that message would be cautious, but nobody would blame this alien for doing a tiny bit of research before showing up, right? Like, I think that's I think, fair. I think anyone who's actually out here looking for aliens is assuming that any intelligent life that contacts us is going to contact us at least partially on our own terms because hmm. they're the ones traveling through space. They're the ones who need to, you know, work with us if they want peace. If they want peace. The fact, actually, that's that's even better. The fact that, that me, Alien Steve took a selfie and sent it to one of your Mars bots implies peaceful intentions. Cause why would I do that if I wasn't trying to communicate on your own terms instead of just blowing up your Mars bot and then blowing up your whole planet. Sending the picture accidentally destroys the Mars bot. <laughs> now that would suck. And then it's over. And, that, <laughs> and that's actually, that's actually the scenario in the book I read. They found out that this alien species, um, they're hyper intelligent, but they're not sentient. So they don't, you know, they don't have like human feelings or uh, an ego or anything like that. But uh, their biology is is so different from ours that they 
essentially communicate instead of through sound, they communicate directly through electromagnetic radiation. Um, and, uh, they, they were picking up signals like radio signals from earth, like our TV and everything just broadcast out into space. And to them, it was garbage. And it was, uh, in that culture, or I guess in their experience, that's a, that's an attack. So they thought we were attacking them, Hmm. even though we're just passively, you know, polluting the space around us with radiation to them that was an affront so they sent these these satellites to like see what the heck we were about um and i don't remember what what uh what the takeaway they got was from us i think the biggest takeaway they got was oh they're not a threat maybe we should take them out i don't remember but <laughs> they're not a threat, yeah so we're maybe we should take them out interesting well they're not a threat but maybe we should take them out because they're still polluting you know uh not that they they weren't they they weren't peaceful they just it was just for them it's a question of do we care enough to kill them or do we not care enough to kill them are they ants are they ants yeah there was it was the is this fire ant going to keep biting me or can i just let it mind its own business yeah is it a fire ant or a black ant you know or or a sugar ant or whatever well we were we were a fire ant we were we were sending out harmful signals that was disrupting their communications and disrupting their biology and stuff all over the freshly cut grass so so okay so i've been thinking through how i would approach the humans if i was like and and every time my thought is i have to show them that i'm not aggressive right Mm -hmm. like immediately i have to do that i think that if i if i send them information beforehand it's like a text message they can interpret the tone any way they want right if even if I send them a video going, you know, like they will see my appendages, they'll see my weird eyes, and they'll be like, mm-hmm. "Yo, that thing looks like it'll kill everybody." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, like I'm not messing with that. So, okay, this is this is kind of a tangent, but yesterday night I was playing uh, Apex. You know, as you know, guys, I play Apex. As Legends, one does, you know, and uh, I, d- I decided to play it on the PS4, and I'm gonna share the footage with you because I love these type of moments. So, uh, I was playing uh, arenas, and for people who don't know what Apex Legends is, basically it's a first-person shooter, and you play on teams, like, and you all have different characters, and you got to work together to beat the other team. It's a player versus player, like uh, human versus human. So, um, you know, arena is normally three v three. Well, because Apex is Apex, I got queued into a match 3v1 where I was by myself, right? Ooh. So, so I get into the match, and in the past, if I was 3v1 and this happened before, I would just go in there guns blazing like, I'm finna die, right? But because of some interactions I've had on like the internet and like seeing diff- different things, I've noted that there's a specific way that I can show non-aggression. So what I did is I ran as fast as I could to the middle of the battle field, right? Because, you know, normally when you're starting a fight, you're kind of trying to hide so people... Being sneaky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I made it so they could see me straight out really early. And immediately I threw all my equipment on the ground. Like everything. I threw my guns. I threw my shields. I threw my everything on the ground. And I stood there. And, you know, it's a video game. So all I could really do was squat. And I just squatted. Just up and down, up and down, right? <laughs> and it was three guys, and they approached me kind of cautiously. And I just squat, right? And I, and, and I throw stuff. I still, oops, sorry, I hit my, my microphone. But I keep throwing stuff, you know, on the ground 
like that I have showing them I have nothing. Right. And the guys are like trying to figure out what's going on. So eventually, like, like I kind of walk up to one of them and I square up with my fists and I just kind of punch at them and they kind of get it. They're like, oh, you want a fist fight? (laughs) So I end up fighting the team one V one in fist fights. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh! And and so like he, like first I squared up with like an octane, which is one kind of character, and I fought him and I beat him, right? And he was knocked down. And then like there's a Valkyrie, and the Valkyrie flies up like let's go, baby, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and I fight each of them. Like I lost. Like I could beat the Valkyrie, I could beat the octane, but I couldn't beat the um who's the dude who throws gas on the ground? Um, caustic. 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 The dude who was caustic was working me, son. Like I got to show y'all the footage. Like he was working me. And it was so crazy, but but my point is, the only way for them not to immediately kill me, like, they already knew I was at a disadvantage, so they knew I was a, a less threat. So first, they were like, okay, it's 3v1, we got this. Then I had to immediately show non-aggression. So as an alien, I feel like what I would do is I'd show up, like, you know how movies do, like, people take their guns off and all that? I'd show up in a mm-hmm. ship that wasn't overly complex, right? didn't have big old guns on it and all this stuff and i'd land like in a place where there's not like a military presence per se but like somewhat civilized right and i'd land like maybe on a a university like a college campus um like where there's kind of open-minded people who are kind of looking for things and i'd come out there like and i'd try to use whatever alien stuff that i have like and i'd maybe have armor on and I'd throw my armor on the ground. I'd have, like, you know, I'd throw everything that I have, and then I would just sit there, like, quietly, and, like, maybe try to have some type of peace offering, you know? That would be the way I would do it. I wouldn't contact the government. I wouldn't contact anybody. I would just show up. That's what I would do. Mm. You've seen Arrival, right? Yes. Yes. Would you just would you just do what they did pretty much? Well, they didn't do exactly that. I think Arrival they were too imposing. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think hmm, that's a good point. Have you seen I think, Arrival I think it was 3? perfect. Have you seen Arrival Three Games? No, I haven't. Oh, you should see it. It's it's a great movie. Oh, man. It's on Amazon Prime. It was at least. Um Arrival. I have to put it on my list. Yeah. I, I mean essentially the premise is that aliens arrive, you know, on the planet. And um we're just trying to figure out their intentions but like uh yeah i don't know like i think i don't know like you just never want to seem like a threat you know what i'm saying i think being imposing is like it's it's very um percept like perception based Mm -hmm. so so just you having like this foreign ship and going back to your apex example which i think i think for the i think that's like probably the the best way to come about it, whether or not it'd be successful, I think is another question. But I think for the Apex example, like first off, you're in a very controlled area. You know, you're in arenas, which everybody in there, their idea is you're here to fight. Mm-hmm. And so, so then for you to run to the middle of the battlefield and drop your things, you've already disrupted like the idea that was there. Mm. And so you put them on guard in a different way. Not in an aggressive way, but I guess more defensive, but at the same time, you know, because of the well-known way of how battles go down, you know, if you don't have your guns, you can't fight. So, you, the, But those things you have to kind of know beforehand. And so 
I think you highlighted the, the point of like disarming whoever you're fighting against in a familiar way. Like you really gotta know your your situation and then based on that break the rules of engagement. Mm. I think uh I think the main flaw with, with the illustration of Apex is that in Apex, there are rules, right? That and and you can't help but follow the rules. Um, so there's a there's kind of like the social imposed the, the the implicit rules that Kyle just mentioned. It's like oh, you throw down your weapons, you're disrupting their expectations, all that stuff. But like they know, for example, that you can only have two guns. They know you can only have one shield. Mm. They know you can't punch harder than any of them. That you don't have any. But like. If an alien drops in your backyard and starts throwing equipment down, like, cool. I don't know what that equipment is. And for all I know, this alien has, like, psychic powers, right? Or it can spit acid out. Like, I'm still not going to go near it. <laughs> if I'm cautious, yeah. then all I know is, well, it's maybe it's trying to give the sense that it's waving a white flag. I mean, heck, waving a white flag would do it. Uh, but maybe it's throwing stuff down and it's trying to give me the sense of peace. But, like, that doesn't actually, that would clue me into some things. At least either it's trying to communicate peace or it's trying to trick me with peace. But either way, that's <laughs> that's what I'll be thinking about. But I'm not going to trust it anymore because I don't know what advanced technology it has. That's true. I don't know what, 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 uh, I say psychic abilities. It's kind of silly, but I don't know how fast or how, if it's poisonous or venomous or anything like that. <laughs> So the alien actually it drops its weighted clothes so it can move faster. Dragon Ball Z, and then waving the white flag means that it's definitely going to attack you. Yeah, I oh, mean, man. is is the stuff that it's dropping radioactive? See, yeah, is that's, it? That's, see, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it that like from a from a human perspective in this unknown thing. You have no clue what its rules of engagement are. So you yeah. you can't even assume like I think you have to almost like just show up kind of, like you like like you said, the arrival way. Not I'm not gonna talk anything about the movie in general, but just show up and yes, communicate, but communicate in the very inoffensive way. Like in like some base form. If it's light, if it's sound, if it's you know, if you're there if yeah yeah like and just do it like simple like simple patterns like beep 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 <laughs> you know like like okay yeah. i know what that is you know we uh and an arrival correct, correct me if i'm wrong but didn't they what kind of defense did they have against the u.s just blowing up these ships were the ships i think it was how, how to, i mean i i don't want to talk too much movie just you know spoilers but I think in general, just my feeling from the very, very beginning of the movie is that like, because they were so imposing, it's it's similar to like any battlefield. It's like we were just cautious. Like you don't want to, like if they're that if they can first of all do interstellar stellar travel, then they're already above us, right? They're advanced, and you don't want to accidentally have any acts of aggression that they could perceive. Right, uh -huh. because uh -huh. you don't want to get destroyed. So I actually kind of like think more about what you're saying. Shoot, like maybe just show up like really, really scary, like a, like in some way imposing, 
in a way that they wouldn't attack you and have to kind of come to the table, <laughs> you know? Mm. But don't do like, anything that's aggressive or mm-hmm. offensive. Like, don't like, move. Don't show even, your power. Don't even, well, you can show your power, but just make sure that your power isn't, like, don't even too much release too much hot air mm-hmm. into the environment around you because depending on what species that, that could be offensive or dangerous <laughs> yeah. just immediately land like open up a giant laser cannon <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, i mean think about aim it toward the moon and just boom <laughs> but don't hit the moon, just shoot the moon. <laughs> i mean think about what they did they were in these big old ships that just looked like just just a shape just a black shape mm-hmm. And it was just floating mm-hmm. effortlessly. No sound, no engines, no crater from where it landed. True. No true. reason for anyone to be upset other than you, just the fact that you're there. That it exists. So yeah. that's, hmm. I don't know, Kyle, what are your thoughts that you've been hearing a lot of? And I'm afraid to spoil any more of a <laughs> arrival. Um, <laughs> I haven't said anything that wasn't in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now, it's like, all, you know, I'm afraid to say things because I, I know stuff, you know, and I don't. Like, sometimes you'll say a thing without thinking, like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like um, all the suggestions are kind of like whenever you go to, like, wildlife survival camp, and then there's a volunteer, and he's telling you, like, they're telling and the volunteers are telling you different things. Like, if you approach this animal, make yourself really small. And the other guy's like, no, make yourself really big. And then, <laughs> and so it's like, you know, those are completely contradictory. You can't do both at the same time. Yet one of them's gonna get you killed, and the other one <laughs> might still get you killed. Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. So that's kind of where I'm seeing it because it's like, you know, if, if you come through aggressive, then yeah, you have the chance. Maybe you're, you know, you scare them into hearing you out, and then you can say, "Oh, I'm actually not aggressive." Mm-hmm. It's funny. Um... Now I'm thinking about the other movie, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. I remember that name. That's like a really old book, ain't it? Or a radio series Um, or something. I don't remember. I know there's a a movie with Keanu Reeves. I think it was a remake or an adaptation or something. No, that's Constantine. (laughs) Oh, you're right. I'm thinking of Constantine. That's That's uh, John Wick. John Wick. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it is. Anyway. So in, in the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still, uh, there's kind of it's it's very it's kind of biblical actually. These aliens show up all over Earth in these giant scary orbs, and they're just chilling. And I think the humans approach one of the orbs, and uh, this like pod man, this weird alien, comes out, and he gets shot. Like I think he comes out in peace. He's like walking towards somebody, and someone in the military gets trigger happy and shoots him. So they're freaking out. They take it to like a nearby facility and essentially they realize like, oh, we thought this was flesh, but it's actually some sort of weird flesh suit. There's mm-hmm. an alien inside the suit and inside the suit is a man. Oh, and like he a has human? human. He has human DNA. Huh. It's Keanu Reeves. Mm. Um, but essentially what has happened is that somehow these aliens, one of these aliens has come and taken the form of a human so that he can, ex- it's, like I said, it's kind of biblical, so he can experience hmm. uh, humanity and communicate with us on our own terms. Um, at the same time, this giant, like, laser-faced robot is at the site, you know, um, and nothing that we do is doing any damage to it, and it's just, 
anything that gets too close gets laser blasted. So no one's getting too close, and it, it's kind of a standoff. And the premise was that he was there to essentially pass judgment on our planet. Um, oh, Ke- and Keanu Reeves' character. Yeah, he was there. He was there to make a decision like, are humans worth saving? And the decision at first is, nah, they're too warlike. They're destroying their planet. Just save the environment, take out the humans. But then he like, there's a moment where he's on the, he like helps this woman. He's on the run with this woman. I guess there's kind of a, an attraction there and they're hiding out somewhere. And I think she's trying to convince him to spare humanity. And this guy, they're at this guy's house and he's playing music. And I think Beethoven comes on and he like freaks out. He's like looking around. He's like, what is that? He's like, it's music. And it just totally changes his perspective. And from there he starts to see like the upside of humanity and he comes to the decision by the end of the movie to like not kill humans. To kill all humans. Uh, and he actually Music saves the no, day again. Yeah, he essentially he like he averts the doomsday device himself at the cost of his own life. Mm. Um, so that's cool. But the reason I bring it up is because that approach did not turn out very peacefully. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have the military uh, on on edge because of this giant robot. They even take it into like take it into custody kind of they have it in a giant rocket silo and they're trying to they're trying to like experiment on it and see what it's about and also hold it captive so it can't destroy everything meanwhile he's in this like cia facility being questioned and experiment not like dangerously experimented on but they're like have him hooked up to a lie detector and they're trying to ask him questions um but he's like superhuman so he like is able to use the lie detector to control the man running the lie detector and <laughs> get directions to get out and just takes the guy's badge and walks out of the facility. <laughs> he uses super lies. Super lies, exactly. But but my point is that was a very like aggressive stance. He just happened to be beast enough to get away with it, right? Yeah. And they're not they're not able to make, to like keep the robot in custody. It breaks out. And so like we really can't do anything. But they're also there to destroy us. So it, to determine, mm. yeah, they have to determine. Yeah. yeah, he came purposefully came and kind of riled us up to see how we would react, and we reacted poorly. Oops. So, so that was that was the determining factor in his initial decision was to just be like, nah, they're not worth it. You know, one part of the whole equation is that like anything that would come to visit our planet would be greater than us by default, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like so. Really, in many ways, if you think about it, everything is on your terms. Mm-hmm. As long as you cannot be killed immediately, <laughs> immediately. Yeah, because you can just leave. <laughs> you know, like, like is well, there maybe. is there any scenario like this is random? Maybe maybe the physics, uh, the the one who knows physics here, aka Steve, might be able to answer this. Steve. Like, is there any scenario where an alien could come to our planet and be lesser than us? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, well, they could protect, per, per, uh, perfect travel, I guess, without being very strong. Yeah, I think if this is a species or a society or whatever that has really gone all in on, for whatever reason, I guess engineering is just easier for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're they're lacking in other ways. Maybe they're not strong. Maybe they're not well suited to our environment. Um, maybe they don't have to deal with microbes where they come from, so they just get a cold and die. 
that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, that, that's actually what happens in the War of the Worlds. Of the Worlds is yeah. the these aliens come and they're just technologically way, way superior, and essentially are like taking over the entire world. And then a few weeks later, they just die out naturally because uh, of of like. Uh, an algae inf- infection like they just they can't handle some like it's not even a bacteria it's like algae that kills them so they were <laughs> just so, big nerds with weak immune systems pretty much yeah the weakest of our kind destroyed them <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> i mean they had like heat rays they're like blowing up blowing up people and, and i forget they, my sunscreen they <laughs> yeah exactly maybe they have a really strong <laughs> ozone layer and they can't deal with uv radiation well, I mean, if they if they traveled across the galaxy or from planet to planet, they'd have to be able to at least survive cosmic issues, radiation, and all right. that stuff. Radiation would probably not be airlessness, the thing that takes them out. you know, vacuums, freezing cold, you know, um, mm-hmm. they would from the interior of the ship. Yeah, I mean, they would. That means that they at least have an you know an awareness of what it means for them to survive, right? Um, yeah, but but I, it's a slim chance. Yeah. And they would also probably have intel on the planet. If not us specifically, they would know we're headed to a planet with these characteristics and it has this kind of atmosphere, whatever. And like they accidentally scan the moon. <laughs> and they think just, and then they show the earth like, oops. <laughs> They're people here. Yeah. It's a slim chance. Laser beam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they're like Superman and they're just weak to magic and we just, you know, we send our witches and and our warlocks after them. Or they bring we the, do that anyway. Or they bring the thing that they're weak to with them. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. for some <laughs> odd reason. That you know, I've never thought about that before. Like, why would you br- like unless somebody else brought Kryptonite, like an evil four, I guess whatever his name was, who's trying to get Superman. Um so so uh something I have one. I have an idea. You said what? What if uh, they're easy to manipulate? They're just maybe they're just really naive, or they can't they can't understand sarcasm or something, and so Ooh. humans are just able to outthink them and out out uh, maneuver them. But but if they're if they're like if they have no ill intent, I guess at the end of the day, humans are crazy. So like we're the yes. type to kill a thing that's not even trying to kill us. Like yes, you know. So because you know one of my ideas and. Um, was that I would show up at a school, like as an alien, and like befriend the children. But I thought about it, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> it's like the bears with their cubs. Like a bear won't mess with you unless you mess with their cubs. Like, you know, oh, it's a bad idea. You know, yeah, so sure. though, yeah. though, though you might be treating the cub right, nicely, right. they can't, they, you know, humans, how would they interpret, you know, my act? targeted the children for some reason. <laughs> yeah, like, are they trying to eat the, the children? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you uh you you go to the planet surreptitiously and you find an abandoned child and you adopt it and raise it and then bring it back later as a young adult so that teach it to kill humans no 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 <laughs> i mean that would be the concern right that has been alien tarzan basically yeah alien tarzan. <laughs> that's a perfect description yes you can even keep the name tarzan because it sounds kind of alien <laughs> if you name the child tarzan and you bring it, get it to here that would be the most hilarious because that that's funny too that that proves that aliens have a sense of humor <laughs> they'd be like oh, you know what? i like these aliens they have to go a long way <laughs> and, yeah. they, and they just play yeah. nothing but yeah. um what's his name uh 
they they are good people they're good people good aliens well you know one other way that aliens could get here that i've heard well not in this way but like you could like essentially like an asteroid like imagine that an aliens could live on a meteorite or an asteroid like that travels through space so they're like Mm -hmm. able to survive in that environment and they're just like nomads or you know like primitives but sure so they have no control like us like if the planet decided that it was gonna just fly into the sun <laughs> like we're right. dead right like there's nothing we can do about it um so like they're in the same way bound to their objects so they're on like this asteroid and the asteroid crashes into our planet right like in that way that would be a scenario where we might have an alien culture that's lesser than us because of mm-hmm. you know maybe the environment but if they came here by their own fruition you know they probably could well you uh this it's not what you just described but that's kind of what happens in um in uh district nine have you guys seen that yes i have i don't remember i just remember it basically being like these were the like the aliens from the hood you know like they were refugees yeah like so they they came here to earth and they their ship was messed up for some reason, I think. I don't know. But humans kind of took advantage of the situation and kept them from leaving, kept them from having access to their ship and stuff. So oh, they're yeah. just trapped here. Yeah, I have to go back and watch that movie. No, I don't it's a really good one. movie. I mean, speaking of alien, I, alien movie. Oh, what were you going to say, 3Ms, before I change the topic? I was going to say I finally watched um, Tomorrow War. I remember oh, yeah, yeah. At some point. Oh, Shoop, you got to watch it. We, we got to have a I whole episode dedicated to Tomorrow War. Because I have a lot of things to say about it, but I can't say anything yeah. until we all are on the same page. <laughs> um, well, let, let me I ask. Like laugh. Let me let me ask you this: What is y'all's favorite alien movie? Like, you know, that you can think of. I, I I'll start and give y'all a second to think. Mine is Iron Giant. Um, oh man, that's a good one. You know, um. That is a good because like t- there's many reasons why it's my favorite alien movie. Number one, Iron Giant is a comedy gold. Like whoever really wrote is. that, like that movie is so it's much so smart, better than it should. Right? Like it's so smart, it's so good. The characters are lovable, goofy scenarios, just everything about emotional. Like it just hits every chord like correct. Right? Like almost makes me cry every time. Almost every time. And the reason I really think it's like my favorite alien movie is because one. They don't explain where he comes from, right? Like, he's literally just, like, he just here. Like, he could be from anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like, sometimes, like, if you think about it, like, if if something traveled from another uh, galaxy or something, number one, if they moved at the speed of light, (laughs) it'd be, like, thousands of years, maybe even millions, before, like, their thing would arrive to us, right? So... And if you're like a species that has a lifetime, you probably wouldn't send yourself. You'd send some type of probe or something mm. to communicate with you. And and so it kind of makes sense to me like, oh, like this is some kind of probe. I mean, clearly, if you've seen the movie, I mean, this movie's old enough. I don't think I need to say spoiler alerts. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's essentially like a murder bot. Right. So mm. like something sent this thing to murder everybody, you know, like. That's got to be something on the mind of the government. You know, if there was an Iron Giant 2, you know, like the, the state of the world would be 
governments thinking about where did this come from? And yeah. this thing has tools that can murder us. We need to figure this out and be prepared. Um, is another plot of the Avengers? If yeah. are you saying that Iron Giant is in the Marvel universe? <laughs> <laughs> that happened. I mean, that is no. In like what the fifties or sixties or whatever. <laughs> I was joking. I was saying that's that's kind of the idea is that they 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 come into contact with one or two superheroes or mm-hmm. whatever, and they're like, we need the Avengers. Yeah, to prepare for whatever might come. That's all they need. That's all you need. But um, yeah. So that's like my favorite alien movie. It's it doesn't feel like an alien movie, but it's like a hundred percent. Yeah, I forgot it was until you said it. And now that you say it, it really does feel like an alien movie, though, because it, it definitely leans so far into like you know the military uh, intervening mm-hmm. and the 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 the, the, the spooks the the guy the guy the red haired guy who works for the FBI who's mm-hmm. like you know he's he's like the the X Files, like I'm here to cover up the truth, kind of guy. Even though he's very goofy yeah. and silly, uh, you have the kid who saves the day, very Spielberg. Like that, that definitely felt like a classic Alien Robo ET. I get that. almost. And the, yeah, the kid, he even he even like convinces the Iron Giant that he's like Superman. Oh yeah, yeah. which is like the, the most famous Alien. <laughs> That's you know I. You know, I never put that. Th- well, no, no. I guess they say it in the they, movie. They talk about it. Yeah, yeah they like mention it. He's an alien. Yeah, because at the end of the movie, like the most gut wrenching part, mm. like he's flying oh. into the missile or whatever it was, and he's like, "Superman," <sighs> and then you cry. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you, you weep uncontrollably. You cry. So, I think mm-hmm. I think my favorite movie might be Arrival. Okay, because uh, I loved. How it painted humans as ooh either that or contact, but probably arrival, because I loved how it painted us as people who are willing to be curious and to not just nuke aliens when they show up. And uh, I thought that the concepts, the way that the aliens were presented, was very, it was it was way more different than how we normally think of aliens. We we always think of aliens like Star Trek, right? They just had funny foreheads or funny ears. But they're essentially just humans, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they essentially have, if not exactly a human culture, they'll have like a human adjacent culture. Like, oh, they're humans, but they're more warlike, or they're yeah. humans, but they're more logical. Mm-hmm. But these were not at all humans. Their culture is super alien. Their language is super alien. But the one thing they had in common was wanting to communicate and and meet new people. Um, and I thought it was cool. Yeah, it is cool. So, I have a favorite alien, and then a favorite alien movie. Okay. Um, Stitch. And so, wait, what? Your favorite alien is Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Ooh, so very close. My favorite alien is actually E.T., but my favorite alien movie is Lilo and Stitch. Um, So, very good good guess. Um, But I think I would like Lilo and Stitch more if Stitch looked like E.T., which would also be very hilarious to me. (laughs) Wait. Do you want Stitch to look more like E.T.? Uh, that old man Maybe body? More. Man, get him in the gym, son. <laughs> Bruh. Right the little, shirt, little like shirtless like thing. Bruh. Melted tube he's of like Play-Doh. A, he's like a cute alien chihuahua. Why do you want him to look like a like a freaky burned Barbie doll? <laughs> he's horrible. And that that's why I love him. Oh. But no, I, I, Lilo and Stitch, man. Like, I, first off, I love the art style of that movie. Like, mm-hmm. it was... Top notch, man. Everything looks so like, soft and plush and made the island look great. And then, I don't know, it has some good values in there. 
Mm-hmm. And because uh, I haven't, I haven't exactly. See, you you get it, you get it. Yeah, I haven't seen a whole lot of alien movies, and so that's I guess that's why it came to mind first. Yeah, I think uh, Kyle sheltered. <laughs> I am. It, it's kind of funny because like I feel like there's also a part of like maybe it's nostalgia, you know, like mm-hmm. Lilo and Stitch, you know, uh, the Iron Giant. I feel like, you know, not to put us down, but, like, I think Steve's, like, uh, you know, on arrival is, like, the most adult (laughs) choice, you know. My favorite alien movie is Annihilation. Oh, my. Yo. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, low-key, it's up there for real. It's not, I don't really consider it an alien movie, though, but. Well. It's good sci-fi. It's good sci-fi. I would say my favorite adult alien movie it's funny enough, Prometheus, which is an alien movie. Like, oh, do y'all know Alien? Really? Yeah. I I won't tell you anything about it because if you haven't seen Prometheus, it's worth watching. But essentially, uh, the premise is that humans have found out where, like, another alien planet is. And they're setting out an expedition to go there. And because it's an alien movie, you know that aliens, like the murderous killing, eating your face, you know, fa- you know, those exist. The xenomorphs. Xenomorphs exist. Um, but it's kind of like a prequel. So where they go with it is, I, I like, the alien part is cool, but really the the implications of what caused it all and why it exists and the 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 reason the movie is even called Prometheus is like really cool. Like they like I was really disappointed by the the sequel to the movie. Um which I can't it's like Alien Arrival or something. I can't remember what it was called. Covenant? Yeah, Alien Covenant. I was really disappointed to it because the coolest things about Prometheus like didn't matter. It didn't, not that it didn't matter. They just went a different direction than I think everybody was expecting. But it was, an, mm. it was an alien movie. And it makes sense that they went that way because it was alien. Um, but Prometheus, I would definitely encourage you guys to see it. Like, I would love to talk about that movie too because there's so much, you know, uh, like, if, if, if that was real, if that movie was in the real, you know, like, world, like, it's crazy. Like, implications. Well, if any of these. So, if Iron Giant, um, but yeah, Prometheus Contact. Uh, you say Contact, Steve, and definitely agree. That's one of those like accidentally like religious movies. <laughs> like it's kind of like a faith yeah, building yeah. movie. You know, like isn't Owen Wilson? Yeah, Owen Wilson. Priest in that movie. He's in there. He's a priest, but he's like <laughs> he's an atheist priest. Yeah, like what? No, he's not an atheist. He's a, he's a faithful man. He's just like a uh, hippie priest. Would be a better oh that's better what it was yeah it. yeah contact's yeah, a cool movie it's, it's like a slow moving like it's more of a drama like um like you just got yeah. yes three and it's a very human a very human story Kyle, you gotta watch that too there's so many good alien movies there's terrible ones like uh steve you know the movie i'm about to mention europa, europa. europa. <laughs> i knew it <laughs> oh <laughs> movie does suck europa report is made me so angry like i was like i just wasted <laughs> all this time like y'all really really like it's exactly how 
like like it's one of those movies where like the re- like the reveal and where they go with it is so <coughs> disrespectful like to my intelligence like snap ugh, it's so bad man <laughs> um but um yeah so well you know i i really appreciate you guys <laughs> humoring me on this alien conversation because i could talk about this for days i got like layers on layers i have a whole theory that aliens the aliens that we see on this planet are actually uh octopuses octopuses there's a whole bunch why is it so hard for you no there's a whole bunch of different octopus um like plurals octopodies there's another one i can't remember Please don't make fun of me, guys. I'm just trying my best. Oh, it's too I'm late. Absolutely gonna make fun of me. Please continue. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, I have a lot of theories about aliens and I'm I'm gonna show you guys the videos and I feel like you're gonna watch it and you're gonna have a whole different perspective on this conversation. But um but yeah, man, I uh, appreciate you guys humoring me. Uh, I appreciate everybody listening, checking out, you know, the super agile bros, the agile brothers, you know, we about that life. But um yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Any anything you want to share? If if an alien is listening right now, anything you want to say to them, you know, before we go. Yeah, I know that xenomorphs and blue eyes white dragons are related. <laughs> you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> Just have your trap card ready. <laughs> if if you're an alien, do not watch Europa Report. Watch Annihilation instead. That right there mm. might engender. They might like you now. They might be like, "Thank you." <laughs> You've saved us all. <laughs> but yeah, man, any aliens out there, just know that um, uh, I can give you my student loan account number. And if you'd like to destroy that whole <laughs> branch of the world, the government, please do. Use your laser beam. Do what you got to do. I trust you shooting all the student loans into the into no, nothing. I think that was an act of terrorism, Brad. <laughs> really? And that's the part of the that's the part of the movie where your connection's like really bad and it's like you can destroy the government. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just you just you just you just hear the FBI guy like, we got you. Like on the line. <laughs> yeah, you just got flagged. I just got flagged. Well, I'm sorry. Well, what I mean, aliens, is that you should have a uh, good discussion with student loan providers and let them know that we're under an undue burden that is literally stopping us from living our lives to the full and you can give them in exchange laser beam technology so they can make a profit off of that instead of off of our lives how about that aliens? how about that so anyway it falls in your court <laughs> it's in your court aliens it's in your court <laughs> i expect a reply soon um anywho, 24 hours 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> aliens are like wow i guess i heard now nah, i gotta do it i guess i gotta go talk to sally <laughs> Payne. um but anyway once again thank you for uh checking out this episode of super agile brothers and we look forward to hanging out with you guys in the future y'all take it easy peace <laughs>